Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So if you are a new listener, we have a very special guest on today. And if you have been listening to our podcast for a while, then you already know the voice that you're about to hear. Suzanne Day is back with us from the Newport Experience. And today we're going to be talking about midweek weddings. So listen, there's a lot of hidden benefits about having a midweek wedding. Suzanne and I are going to break it down. We're going to go over all the logistics and the pros about having a midweek wedding. It's not for everybody, but if you are thinking about possibly executing your wedding and your celebration during the week, this is definitely the podcast episode for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with the alumni, Suzanne Day. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I'm your host, Sarah Zarella, and I'm here with Suzanne Day from the Newport Experience. Uh, if you want to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business. Sure. Um, so Suzanne Day with Newport Experience. Uh, Newport Experience has a few venues. We have Ocean Cliff, Regatta Place, um, both located in Newport. We also have the Stone House in Little Compton. It's a beautiful, secluded country inn. We do a lot of um, retreats out there. It's just really special. And the bulk of our wedding business is at Ocean Cliff and Regatta Place in Newport, Rhode Island. We also have a schooner. Um, it's a 68 passenger antique sailing yacht, um, which I will mention as one of the things that we can talk about in this episode later, which is really cool. And Sarah, you and Dan photographed um, out on the schooner Aurora. That was really beautiful too. Um, so yeah, I've been doing this for nine years with the company. Before that, I worked with um, a local publishing company, an events company. So that's when you and I first met. I mean, that must have been that was a long time ago. We're so we're so young. I can't even imagine saying twenty years ago. But yes, it was about that, Suzanne. Yeah, I was I was going to say we've met over twenty years ago, but we are young. We started young. How's that? <laughs> We started really, really, really young. Um, yeah, so I love it. I love what I do. But that just means that you're super experienced. I am. I just, it's, we have a good time. We have a good time with these couples and helping them with their day and the parents, um, all of the planning leading up to. And, and today I'm really excited about this topic um, that you and I were chatting about this past summer. Yes, I definitely think it's important to let all those who are listening to us know how we became how this idea came to us about this topic. I just thought that it's definitely trending. We're, we're seeing it in the industry and it's something that we need to talk about and to explore and let our listeners know, you know, the pros and the cons of it and, and, and why it's trending and why it's so popular. 
absolutely. I'm super passionate about this. And at our venues, Ocean Cliff and Regatta Place, we do so many midweek weddings. And when we say midweek, we mean like, you know, Monday through Thursday. Um, but yeah, that was that was August 28th. That was Nyrene Hansley's wedding. Exactly. And just before we get into their wedding and how this all came about, I do think that you just said something really interesting. And for us, it's common knowledge, but maybe not someone who just got engaged or is planning their wedding. Thursday is on the cusp, but Friday and Sunday is just as popular as Saturday. So when we say kind of like those midweek weddings, we're talking about a Monday through a Thursday. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of phone calls of people thinking that Friday or Sunday is considered kind of like an off day, not not in this area of the country. Um, so for those listeners, we're really talking about those Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and then obviously some of those Thursday nights. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that said, you and I were both working at Ocean Cliff for a, for a lovely bride who actually, we have to give her a shout out. She definitely listened to our podcast episode and stumbled upon it because of you. <laughs> <laughs> she listened no. to your I love sharing your podcast with people. I'm like, don't take it from me. Listen to these other wedding pros. You have so- Sarah, I'm going to fangirl for a second. I actually do listen to your podcast um, because I like listening to all the other vendors and their um, feedback and experience, the planners, the photographers, the floral designers. And I learn new things all the time. Um, top trends, do's and don'ts. It's just, it makes me laugh. And then, and then I can share that with my couples and, and be more expert level. So you've got a lot of good, a lot of good episodes. People should go back and listen to some old ones too. Thank you. And I have to say the same for you, Suzanne, because one of the reasons why I keep having you on is if any of you all get a chance to work with Suzanne, she's just so passionate and brings so much knowledge to all of her couples and with one of our couples that we mutually had together, which was back in August of 2023, was Nairi and Hainsley. They got married on a Monday. And was it, what, about 125 people were at their wedding roughly that Monday? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's a common misconception, too. Like, no one's going to come to my wedding. Yeah, right. They're, they will show up for you. She had about 124, 25 guests. They stayed on budget. They had amazing weather. It was super private. It was super chill. Um, beautiful photographs, obviously. Like it was, it was a really killer day. And, you know, without divulging specifics on what she spent, I will tell you it was a quarter cost, a quarter of the cost of what the Saturday night would have been at that same venue in that same month. And with the same view. And the same beautiful decor, and I don't mean same decor, I mean everybody's style is different, but you walked in her wedding, and I think the biggest misconception is that, you know, oh, it's it's not going to be as nice. It, it To me, it didn't matter, and it didn't look like it was a Monday. It could have been a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was beautiful. It was grand. It was the best view around and like you said it was at a quarter of the cost and it had the same vibe going on and 125 people i mean that is a average size wedding um it's not a large wedding it's not a small wedding it's it's same about the about a good size wedding that we see the majority of season and they all showed up on a monday because in my book 
I don't know about you, but most people work nowadays. I mean, the, the, there's always that nine to five Monday through Friday, right? And so going back to what we we're originally talking about, what is the difference with a Friday versus a Monday? If you're working Monday through Friday, you're working on that Friday and you're working on that Monday. And also too, you know, there's people who work on Saturday and Sunday. So with a wedding, you're planning it in advance. So people know to take that day off of work. She had everybody show up that, you know, she invited minus like the standard, what is it like 10% that doesn't show in generally? Yeah, it's like it's like 10 to 20%. Yeah. And um, yeah, so was, I'm really, I'm really glad that she brought us together to talk about this topic so thanks Mary yes um, yeah all right so with that said let's just now talk about midweek weddings what do you have for me well so funny story I'm writing these show notes so that you know obviously we can be organized and I wanted to look up this fun fact that I had heard before and I started you know googling and AI chat popped up and it asked, um, what, what are you looking for? What can I help you with? And I said, okay, let's do it. Why do couples book midweek weddings? And I typed that in. You guys, I died. I died laughing because every single point that I had typed in my notes popped up. And I'm laughing. So um, we're going to expand on this because I think AI could learn a little bit. Um, so make sure you put this in your <laughs> on your website and your podcast notes, because I think it's going to be great. Um, there, there's a lot that they miss, but there's a lot that's right on track. So one of the main reasons cut to the chase that people book a midweek wedding is they're typically less expensive, right? Um, overall for the couple, the guests, the vendors, um, and to your point, it's the same wedding. We just saw Nairi's wedding. If you walked into that ballroom, you wouldn't know what day of the week it was. And um, there's a lot less competition for um, dates and uh, vendors. And there's there's just lots of reasons why. So let's go ahead and break it down. Um, because there's, God, there's so many, there's so many reasons why you should consider hosting them. And what I, and what I will do for the listeners is I'm literally going to copy and paste the clip that you got from AI. I think that would be funny for people to see because um, like you said, I mean, all of the points here in, from AI is what you were going to talk about and then obviously and then some. So AI needs to catch up with you. <laughs> so so we're we're going to break it down. Um, oh, they will though. They will because that's how it works. We're going to put this out in the universe and then you're going to, you're going to type that in your GPT chat and guess what? This podcast episode is going to pop up. Bingo. Um, all right. So we're going to break it down real quick and then we're going to go and kind of touch upon and talk you through this for our listeners. So first and foremost, we're going to talk a little bit about you get to choose your exact date. And what does that mean? People love numbers. People like to play with numbers. We're going to talk about travel a little bit and how this affects midweek weddings. We're going to talk a little bit about how it affects local couples, how if you are engaged and you don't want to wait until the venue has certain dates open and you want to have a shorter engagement or you just there's a reason why you want to get married sooner than later. We're going to talk about availability for vendors, how that this affects you with midday weddings. We're going to talk about the experience and how unique it could be. 
guest counts, how big or how small, work schedules, which we talked a little bit about in the beginning, budget, obviously, which we talked a little bit about, and then some tips and advice at the end. So roll with it, girl. All right. So here's what. A midweek wedding isn't going to work for everybody. Let's just start with that. It's a great idea to consider, but I just want this to be one of the tools in your toolbox when you're thinking about your wedding and how you want it to be. Um, And for me, the first thing I like to do is talk with a couple by phone briefly before we meet in person, um, just to get a sense of a few things that are important to them. Sarah, like those five W's we talked about on your show two years ago, episode 11, my favorite. Um, So one of the things I like to do is offer a 10 minute quick call that couples can schedule online. Um, Shout out to DJ Valentina, because she hooked me up and taught me how to use the Calendly app. And it allows me so much time to spend with clients because I'm not going back and forth thinking about when we can talk. So shout out to DJ Valentina. Which I have to get her on this show. Oh, God, yeah. I have to. She's one of the, I, I, yeah, I do. So if for anybody who's listening, if you haven't heard who DJ Valentina is, do a little quick Google. <laughs> Google, ask AI. So, because honestly, I like doing these 10 minute quick calls because I feel it's important to really listen to couples and meet them where they're at in their planning. Um, some have a really clear focus and some don't. And in most cases, this is their first time planning a wedding. So the whole process can be really overwhelming with all of their choices. Um, and I've, I've learned through this experience, the biggest challenge that most couples have and the biggest question that they have is um, trying to find pricing online and figuring out what everything w- would cost. So there's so many options and it's kind of hard to know where to start. So I usually like to start off by asking them where they live and where their guests are coming from, because this helps me figure out a day of the week that might be easier for their guests if they're open to a non-Saturday. Um, you know what, Sarah, like when I first started working with the Newport experience about nine years ago, my colleague, Galen Cobb, a lot of people know her. She's an awesome planner. She made an excellent point about different days of the week, like a Sunday versus a Friday. And she's the one that started the Thursday trend at Ocean Cliff about 15 years ago. And she coined the phrase smart weddings because a Thursday had more benefits to some couples, especially as a way to maximize their budget goals. Um, and, it, and it's true, <laughs> like, and we'll go into the reasons why. Um, but she's from New York and I'm from New Jersey. So we both have a lot of experience traveling back and forth to Newport um, and Rhode Island, but mostly Newport, because that's what we're talking about, um, just like your wedding guests. So we we have been there. We have, we have suffered through the traffic on I-95 together. We know what your guests' experience could be. Um, so that's just, that's just one of the things that we like to talk about. Next, I like to ask my clients about their ceremony location. If they're planning a church, sometimes they think that the church will only marry them on a Saturday. And that's not the case anymore. In fact, lots of churches will work with you on most days of the week, like a Monday or a Thursday. And guest count is also really important to ask my clients about because the way that we price our venues with a food and beverage minimum allows for non-Saturdays to be more affordable for couples with smaller guest counts. 
Um, and then during this call, I'll share a few rough numbers with them, you know, with their guest count menu bar preferences, a high and a low quote for different days of the week and seasons. I love giving my clients an all in quote, meaning all in with tax fees, everything, because that's a huge part of their budget also. And this all happens within the span of 10 minutes. It's really quick. And they get a lot of information from me before they even step foot on our property for a tour. Um, but honestly, the bottom line is every couple is different and they all have different needs. So it's important to listen to them and personalize their experience. Um, and we already talked about this at the beginning, like when are midweek weddings for us at the Newport experience, we host midweek weddings at Ocean Cliff and Regatta Place on Mondays or Thursdays. We typically don't host weddings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because we need to give our team time off. Um, and these midweek events are for us are mostly May through October in our peak season when the weather is nicer and they have more of a chance to have ceremony and cocktail hour outside. Um, but it's interesting in my conversations with you and Dan and our other vendors that we love, as I talk with them and I see their social posts, they're working on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at other venues. So there's a lot of options out there for listeners. So for you, Suzanne, after you have your 10 minute conversation and you kind of figure out what the couple's needs and wants are, who ends up hosting midweek weddings and why? Love this question. Okay, so there's lots of different reasons why you should consider hosting a midweek wedding. The first one I find is couples with specific dates. So sometimes it's a special anniversary, like a first date or an engagement date or a grandparent's anniversary or a loved one's birthday that that has passed and they want to honor them and remember them forever. Um, some cultures also have auspicious dates that are more preferred. Uh, recently, this past week, I helped a couple that booked Monday, May 19th, 2025. They're a Chinese couple. Their parents ran the dates that gave them the best, you know, um, I, to I'll be honest, I'm not even sure how that works, but I trust them. Um, the same way, like with astrology and like, you know, new moons and this and that, there's lots of different ways to pick a date. So I honor that. And I actually have a Thursday coming up in January at Ocean Cliff, um, and it's on a special date for the bride. Um, also, the bride's family works in auto sales, so weekends are not an option. And you just mentioned this whole nine to five, Monday through Friday thing. That's another reason why. So if you have a specific date, don't be afraid if it lands midweek. Just ask. Just ask for a quote and see what that feels like for you. That's a really great point. There's so many couples that pick certain dates because people love numbers. We know in the industry, like, I'll never forget this, like, on 11-11-11, right? Like, super booked because people love numbers, right? They And so, yes, whether it be you're playing with numbers or if you are, like you said, have the date of when you first met or it's an anniversary. So definitely when you are trying to think of dates, if a certain date resonates with you, like you said, talk to your venue, see what you can do with that and be open-minded even if it doesn't fall on what you think is a weekend day because there are so many people out there nowadays that <laughs> their weekends are working, forget it, like you said. Yeah, um, next. 
international couples or their guests. So when there's extensive travel involved, it honestly, it makes no difference the day of the week because guests aren't flying in for a quick two days and leaving. They're making a vacation around the wedding the same way they would a true destination wedding if you were flying to Europe or the Caribbean or Mexico or what, or, you know, wine country, Newport, and Rhode Island, Southeastern Massachusetts, the Cape, Boston. I mean, you can really plan an entire like experience with these bookend events, the day before celebrations, the day of, the day after, um, trail hiking, tennis, golf, swimming. There's so many different things that you can do in our area, Southeast New England, specifically Newport, because I love Newport. Um, but there's so much that you can do to build an experience. It makes no difference the day of the week when people are traveling. Usually people tell me like, oh, it has to be a Saturday because people are traveling from all over. And I will bust that myth every single day of the week. It makes no difference. And also, too, I mean, I know we have people who are listening all over the nation and actually the based on my analytics we have people internationally listening so i i can't speak for other areas of the country but at least in this area i do know that a lot of geographic locations have a two-night minimum stay so when you are going on off-peak dates i like you know sunday and a monday night or monday and a tuesday night you will start to see the accommodations go down also for your guest as far as cost-wise. So you are passing that off to their savings off to now to your guest for attending your wedding. And like you said, if you're traveling regardless, they're taking time out of work. If they are, you know, you know, nine to fivers or in general, they are taking time out for travel. So like you said, you can bust that myth right, you know, right where it started. <laughs> So we talked about international. Um, let's talk about local couples. Local couples will also consider midweek weddings. Listen, if the venue is within a short drive from their home, guests can attend the wedding and drive home after. Or just spend one overnight without a multi-night stay required by the hotel. Sarah, you just hit on a really good point. Hotels are going to cost less midweek. But here's the other thing. Friday and Saturday nights, most hotels will have a two night minimum stay. And, you know, last week, last week on Wednesday night, I drove up to um, Providence for a Stars of the Industry Award event. It was hosted by Rhode Island Hospitality Association. Um, a lot of us in the industry know them. They offer great trainings, blah, 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 whatever. It's amazing. Google them. And uh, one of our best employees, Bobby Stearns, was recognized with an Emerging Leader Award. So shout out to Bobby. Um, and that was a Wednesday in December from 4 to 8 p.m. And we had a blast. And then guess what? We went to work the next day. So my point is, is that for people that really need to go to work the next day, let them. And if your guests want to take a day off and spend more time with you, awesome. So local couples really will enjoy the benefits of a midweek wedding. Um, you have really a lot of people that could benefit from this. Um, well, I remember actually one of the, one of the first midweek weddings that I did was for a local um, football coach. Uh, and he was a friend of mine that was referred to me. He loved Ocean Cliff. He would come out, sit on the lawn, have cocktails, relax um, at the safari room, you know, have a co cocktail, relax. 
And this was his second marriage. And he just was wondering, he was like, could I afford this? And I said, well, what do you want to spend? And he told me, and I said, I can make that work on a Monday. And he asked his best friends and he asked his family and they said, we'll show up for you because we all go out on Mondays (laughs) and have a fun time. And he had the best wedding. Sarah, I'm not even kidding you. Every time I'm out, if I see him out, he will pull me aside and tell anybody who's like, you have to do a Monday wedding with Suzanne. And I'm like, I know they're fun. People are like, here's what you want to know why weddings are boring. It makes no difference if it's a Sunday or a Friday or a Monday or a Thursday or Saturday. Sometimes weddings are boring because your guests are boring. So don't invite boring people. <laughs> you know what? I'm so happy you said that because I literally was uh, waiting for you to finish your sentence because I was going to say, listen, your guests are going to show up. So, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to make everybody happy, stop. Make yourself happy. Uh- because I'm telling you, even if you had a Saturday, your guests have commitments on those days. I mean, if they have kids, they have soccer practice and dance and this and that. And some people work. You know what? If they if they love you, they're coming. And guess what? There's a such thing called save the date. <laughs> so, so they're coming. Mm-hmm. And they're going to party. And they're going to have a good time. And okay, yeah. so and, and also, too, I, I have seen people at our weekday weddings, you know, have a real good time to the point where I'm like, hmm, they're going to be a little hungover tomorrow. And it doesn't matter if it's a Monday or if it's Saturday or a Sunday, they're having a good time. So like you said, it's the people. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) I'm dying because, okay, I'm remembering that I helped this couple from Texas. They had a 35 person wedding. Um, It was midweek and I'll never forget. Um, DJ Corey Young actually did their wedding and he was like, I don't think I've ever done a 35 person wedding before. And oh, that's tough for a DJ. Messaging... <laughs> that's tough. I can yeah, see that. He, yep. he was messaging me throughout the night and afterwards. And I was, cause I was like checking out his Instagram and watching all the videos he posted. He was like, they were the most fun people. They danced from start to finish, it was an epic party. 35 people midweek, they all flew up from Texas. It was a destination wedding. Um, and yeah, that was that was really fun. And that kind of wraps up our thought here is that it, it, like I just said, I'm like, oh, that's tough for a DJ. You look at 35 people and you know, if you could just, obviously you don't need to be a DJ to understand why that's tough. You DJs want that dance floor packed with bodies, right? So you're looking at, you're like, ooh, this is tough. But you know what? It doesn't matter if there's 35 or 150. You just, you need the people to be ready to party. And so it really comes down to what, like you said, it's your guest. So it's not the day, it's your guest that's going to make the day fun. So again, kind of looping this back in, it's great for international travel. It's great for local couples because ultimately the wedding is the people who you love and they're there to celebrate your marriage together no matter when you're getting married. Absolutely. And also it works for people that want a short engagement. Some couples, they don't want to wait. They're looking at available dates And that may push them, you know, 16, 24 months out when they're looking for a specific weekend date. And um, again, like, I'm thinking, oh my God. So this couple, I'm just, as we're talking, I'm thinking about all these different couples that I've helped in their midweek weddings. So most recently I helped a couple and they planned the wedding start to finish in 70 days, seven zero, 70 days. 
They booked in May. They got married in July on a Monday. The groom's family, they live in Rhode Island and, um, you know, the couple visits every summer and they decided while they were in town, they were going to host their wedding. And honestly, to be honest, they, they did have a few bumps at the last minute with accommodations that fell through. Like there was an Airbnb that canceled on her guests at the last minute. And she's messaging me and calling me. And I was like, I will help you. I told you I'm going to help you. I will help you. Like I, I would you know me. I'm never going to be like, that's not my job. And this legit is not my job, but what am I going to do? Like, let me help you. Um, so our front desk team helped them out. Shout out to Susan and Steven. Um, it was resolved in a few hours. They were calling around to different places and they found great options for them that were affordable in their budget because that was a busy weekend in the summer. Oh, and the DJ that they had booked, they were flying him in and at the last minute, he was ill. Oh, jeez. So they didn't have a DJ. So, again, oh, my God. Again, DJ Corey Young to the rescue. I was messaging with some of my DJs. I was like, hey, totally last minute. And he's like, and it was, it was like at 9 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday when you know he was out working Saturday night. And he actually got back to me. I'm like, God bless you. You're awake. Um, he was like, you know what? I can do it. And he made it work for them. And they had a really fun party. So yeah, I mean, I think if you're, if you're going to have a short engagement, this will also help you because you'll have more chances to get helped by incredible local pros that might otherwise have been in, already booked a year or two out. Right. And, and that's a, thank you for saying that a year or two out. Most pros are booking one to two years out and that trickles down from the venues so most venues their dates are filled so when we say dates are filled we're talking back to those prime dates obviously any holiday weekends and like you said you know saturday that's that's that prime day it's saturday and then friday and sunday so if you are getting engaged and you don't want to wait to start your life because i mean ultimately like what are we all doing here we're all here because you're getting married yes we're talking about a wedding but you're getting married that's the biggest thing that I think a lot of people forget. It's easy to forget, but it's about your ceremony. That's it. That's what this is about. Your vows, your ceremony, and the union. So if you don't want to wait to do that, sometimes looking at alternative dates is going to be in your best interest. Absolutely. Unless you want a really long engagement session. <laughs> I mean, engagement. Which, listen, some people do too. You know, I mean, some people... They, they need a long engagement. Maybe they're, you know, finishing up school. Maybe they're buying a house. But if you're ready to get this thing done, then, yeah, like you said, um, midweek weddings. This kind of goes back to, like, the COVID years. Like, I get, like, you know, post-traumatic stress saying those words. But, you know, people were being very creative during that time. And so I think that sometimes when you're trying to figure out how to be different, how to be creative. This topic is something that you really should start thinking about. There's a lot of options there. But anyway, with that said, what else you got for me? Yeah, and before I move on, I will just touch on this. Pre-COVID, we were selling out of our Thursdays. Our midweek weddings were rocking and they still are. Now, post-COVID, so many people had attended a midweek wedding or are attending a midweek wedding. Now, when I do talk with people, they say, I just went to a Thursday wedding and it was fun. And we liked how 
we had the entire rest of the weekend to stay in town. Oh, in fact, that was another couple. They came to Newport. They had a Thursday wedding. They got engaged the next day. They were like, oh my God, this place is amazing. Let's have our wedding here. And guess what? They booked a midweek wedding. They loved the feeling of it. And that's what they wanted for their experience, the feeling of that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, this this is not a new topic. This is not a new thought process. People have been getting married midweek many, many years. But I, like you said, I think it's starting to not be as taboo. I, I feel that, and I hate using that word taboo, but I do feel that, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, actually, let me back up for a second. I just think in general, just people's way of living and the way they're working, it's not, we're not so cookie cutter anymore. We're, we're, we're being very creative in the way that we work and our hours and with technology. I mean, right now, for our listeners, we're actually on Zoom right now because we have locally some issues with traffic. So... You were originally supposed to come in, right, and and do this in person, but oh, now God, yeah. we're on Zoom. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, you're probably wondering, like, where am I going with this? It's just that we are all thinking a little bit more out of the box. So when it comes to midweek weddings, it's another way to just think out of the box. And, you know, most, like I said, most people, their work schedules are a little bit more flexible, not most people, but a lot of people than how they used to be. And so... I don't know. It's just something. Just something I was thinking about. I went off on a little tangent there, well, but you know, it is no, what it but is. No, it's okay because what, what, I mean, I talk about the post-COVID experience all the time. There's so many things that we have carried with us after that. Like for instance, we've a lot of us have let go of the expectations that other people have for us. Like some of my big um, red flag statements when planning a wedding are when other people say, oh, you should do this or you have to do this. It always gives me a little caution because I'm like wondering why are they imposing that on the couple? There's got to be a reason there. I think it's fear-based like, oh, if you don't do this, then nobody's going to come. If you don't do this, then whatever. But it's that's not the case. And we, I think after COVID, we've learned to value the time off that we have and use it in a, in a really careful way. So, um, I'm not going to like hoard my vacation days for something boring. Like, let me stay home and clean my house or let me go to that dentist appointment or, you know what I mean? Like, ew, like I want to spend my time off with the people that matter the most. So, um, I think it's important to, to value that and trust your friends and family that they're going to show up for you. Oh, guest count. You guys were just talking about in your episode, Sarah and Dan, about how um, right before the ceremony, it was either the priest or the officiant said, snap a selfie of yourself, send it to the couple, and then turn your camera off. I told you I was a listener of the show. I was going to say, you get an A plus right there. So here's what I loved about that. By the way, any of the listeners, any of the listeners, sorry, not not to interrupt you, but any of the listeners out there, if you, so just as a heads up, I definitely read my Instagram messages from all of you and my mail. So if any listeners are out there, can find the episode that she's talking about, that Suzanne's talking about, and email me, I will give you, like, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a gift. 
<laughs> yes. There's a little hint there, okay? <laughs> but go on. So I know what you're about to say. Okay, yeah. when you when you said that, this is this is what came up for me in my mind. When you gave that tip, this is what I was thinking about. Who are these people coming to witness your vows? Do they know you? Do they have you in their cell phone? Are they a random person that maybe you're just social media acquaintance through? Or they're a friend of your parents and they don't know you enough to take a selfie and send that to you. So let's go back to that guest count. When these people show up for you for whatever day of the week is that you're hosting your wedding, because I know we're talking about midweeks, I don't want to like I don't want to trash a weekend wedding. I got married on a Sunday, you guys. I did not get married on a Saturday. And in my family, that was so bizarre because we're Jersey Italian. We get married on Saturdays. Like, that's what we do or holiday weekend. So mine was a regular old Sunday in June. That was weird. So guess what? They all came. So I'm not trashing weekend weddings. I love them. But um, think about the people that are showing up for you. I just thank you for putting that out there in your trends and your tips because I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, that was a great episode. And like I said, for those listeners out there, if you email me, I'll send you a special gift if you could find out when we talked about that because that was a great tip. And I'm not going to give away what the tip is. They got to find it. But I really, that resonated with me. Not a lot of things resonate with me. Um, I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. So when he did that, I stopped in my tracks. I mean, I was like right there at the center of the aisle waiting for her to come down. I was in work mode and I stopped and I got out of work mode. I got in personal mode. I'm like, wow. That's great. The next time I know someone's getting married, I'm going to tell them to do that. But you took a different perspective off of that. And I didn't even think about that, is that some people in that crowd, a guest count, may not have their cell phone. So it really comes down to like that guest count. And maybe they all did. But, you know, there are some times and, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. So we can talk about that. That's a whole other episode about guest count, which I actually do. But there's a lot of reasons why. Right, we'll, you, get, we'll get back on yeah, track. Yeah, but we'll get back on track. But, but with that said, I just, like you said, it's guest count. And so if you're starting to plan a midweek wedding, one of those things about guests are that they're going to come either way. So with guest count, what else you got for me when it has to do with guest count? Okay, so... Um... Yeah, guest count. I I I want to get into that, but first, before can we talk about vendor availability? Yeah, actually, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna get into vendor availability, and then we'll talk a little bit more about guest count. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back, podcast friends. So right before the break, we were talking a little bit about the mostly the pros and cons about having a midweek wedding. So before we broke, we were talking a little bit about guest counts, but we wanted to kind of loop back around and talk about vendor availability. So go with it. The floor is yours. So something interesting about vendor availability, when you think about the things that are most important on your day, if that's leading off with a specific photographer or videographer or band or DJ, and they only have certain dates open, you may choose a venue and a wedding date around their schedule. 
And I, I don't see this happen a lot, but when it does happen, I get chills because it means that that couple is already planning their wedding before they're engaged. They're looking at Instagram and TikTok and venues. They're going to their friends' weddings and saying like, whoa, that band was amazing. I want that band for my wedding. I love that photographer at my sister's wedding. I want them to do my wedding too. I want to start by checking their availability first. So these are all things when I talk to my clients, like knowing what's really important to them when they mention a vendor, I will share dates with them and have them match that up with the vendor first. Um, And, you know, I think about this years ago, I worked with a client. She had her eye on a specific photographer and the dates that we had, they didn't work. So she booked a different venue to get that photographer. Um, And I recently have worked with clients that have asked their hair and makeup people about their availability before they book that date too. That's really important to them. And, oh, one bride, she wanted to book this incredible band out of Boston. And the quote for a Saturday, um, it didn't fit within her total budget goal for entertainment. So just for fun, I asked her, why don't you reach back and ask about pricing on different days of the week? The Thursday rate was 50% less and it completely fit within her budget goal. And this was her reason for hosting her midweek wedding with us at Ocean Cliff. Right. And so what you're just saying that sometimes people book their wedding around and their celebration around vendors availability. We definitely see that all the time. Same thing with venues like people. This goes back to date availability. Some people know where they want to get married and some of the times those dates aren't available. It's the same thing with vendors. It happens to us all the time. Dan and I will have maybe it's a sister or a brother or a friend or someone who's just been following us and just always knew that they wanted to use us. They check with us first and, you know, and then it starts becoming like a, a, a puzzle piece for them to figure out. But usually a lot of times if you're doing a midweek wedding, most likely all the vendors that you know are could possibly be available. It's because, you know, it's just not as popular. And also, too, a little bit about um, and I just want to touch upon this and this can kind of go back into budgeting, but a little bit about vendor flexibility. So availability and flexibility. I can at least speak right. for my myself. I know that we have a certain package because, yes, it's not as popular, but midweek weddings are popular. Not as, but are. So we have a certain package that we offer, and it's only offered to our midweek wedding couples. And so a lot of your vendors might have the same thing. They might be a little bit more flexible with what they can offer, a little bit more creative. So, for example... I have an hourly rate, which I do not have when you're getting married on the weekends. So a lot of your vendors, A, will be available and also, too, might have some unique packages of it for you and flexibility. So, Sarah, you and I were talking about this. Let's go back to Nairi's wedding in August when we were talking about this midweek wedding podcast and we're standing in the hallway. She's about to walk down the aisle and we're like, chit-chatting. Um, you said she only booked you for a couple of hours. And I was like, she did? Oh my God, I love that. And I shared with you that my brother did that at his wedding. And that was the first time I had heard of somebody doing an hourly rated wedding. And when he told me this, I legit was like having panic for him. But I also shut my mouth because I promised him to not insert myself with his wedding planning. And guess what I learned? 
afterwards, when I saw his pictures come back from their wedding, the photographer nailed it. She got ceremony. She got all the family formals. She got this awesome group shot. And those are the ones that we framed. Like we, and they just had like this simple beach wedding. So that worked for them. And I, when I counsel my clients about how to save money and we talk about, yes, me, you can save all this money with me at the venue. This is, this is what I will say to them to talk to their vendors because some vendors do have event minimums like floral designers and rental companies. Um, and then other vendors like photographers, um, maybe because you don't have a product and it's more service-based, you could be more flexible, but you're not going to do that on the weekends in the summer. And it's your choice. So I will always ask my couples to, instead of get a quote and then ask if somebody can do better with their pricing, lead off with, this is the day of the week. This is my guest count. This is my budget. I love your work. Can you help me? And then let them, let that vendor say, yes, I can work with you in your budget versus get a quote and then be rude and ask them for a discount off their services. Like, no, like you wouldn't do that at a restaurant. No. And actually for all of our listeners, regardless when you're getting married, please take, if you take anything from this podcast, take the words that Suzanne just said, that's a really smart way of approaching your vendors. There's nothing wrong with asking your vendors you know, if, you know, if you can work with their budget, but definitely it's a super turnoff to start getting quotes from other people and then asking to compare or beat it. Because here's the thing, everybody's service is a little different. And so if you just are mm -hmm. open and honest with people about your budget, all they could say is no, or they could come up with some other ideas that you may not even know that they could do. So kind of getting back to Nairi's wedding and this particular example that we're talking about, I offered her an hourly rate and, uh, and it was perfect. She needed certain things captured and we got it captured and we got everything that she needed done within that time. She did not lose out on any form of photography. And in fact, we actually ended up adding one extra hour of the day of, and that was just for some other situations that, that we decided to do that day. But the point is, it's all about being flexible, right? And it's all about getting what she wanted and I was able to do it for her. Uh, so I just I just love that piece of advice that you just gave them. It's a little, it's just a great golden nugget about how to approach your vendors, no matter when you're getting married. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why else host a midweek wedding? Um, oh, unique experiences. Okay, we talked about this at the very beginning with the intro. Um, like we were talking about our schooner Aurora, right? So some packages are only offered midweek and for smaller guest counts. So when you're talking with a venue, you might have um, elopement packages or mini moon packages or you know things like that, but they might just be on those off days. So for instance, at Regatta Place, that's our beautiful ballroom. It's a tented ballroom on the docks of the Goat Island Marina. It's located downtown Newport, but it's like super private. And we use the schooner Aurora for special ceremonies at sea for up to 68 passengers and then a dockside reception with dinner and dancing afterwards. Um, but it's only offered 
midweek on the Mondays and the Thursdays. We're just not able to offer that for the other days of the week um, with our schedule and our other commitments. And Sarah, you actually photographed an intimate photo shoot with a couple on the Aurora. We have those pictures. They're stunning. I, I use them all the time when I show people are like, Ooh, what's that? And I remember the florals that were on, they, they, and they didn't spare any expense. Um, but it was, it was just so much more affordable and personal and special. Um, yeah, I can, I can literally see the couple and whatever. Um, Oh, and the first wedding I did like this, actually, it was for Coach Coombs. He was with the Newport Gulls. It's a summer baseball league in town. He loved the boat. We had always taken the, you know, the Newport Gulls out every summer for a sale. And he wanted to use it for his second marriage somehow, but he wasn't sure how to do it. And we made it work for a Thursday in May. That worked with the baseball schedule and his grown children's school schedule and the vacation schedules. It was perfect. And it was small. It was like a 50-person wedding. It was so personal for the two of them. Oh, my God. I love their outfits, too. I think he wore, like, Nantucket reds and, like, a navy blue blazer. And then um, his wife was so cute, too. She was like, okay, what do you think about this dress? What Can I get on and off the boat in this dress? I was like, absolutely. Like, it wasn't a traditional wedding dress, but it was so her. It was her personality and it was stunning and it fit her perfectly. And they had the best time. So that's just something out of the box that nobody else is going to have that we offer and it's midweek. The other thing I wanted to kind of touch upon about this topic too in regards to availability is I, I was just thinking I had a wedding in August of this past summer and they got married standing in their toes right on the beach and it was beautiful and they they wanted amazing photography and they just wanted an amazing location which for them was the beach literally they got married on the beach and the options that were available to her for me I would not have been able to do something like this for her on a, a Friday Saturday or Sunday either a we were booked or b I, I, it's there's so it's my choice, but I I won't go out on those days for for that that for for an hour of time. Um, it just it is what it is, and there's a lot of reasons why, but it is what it is. And most of the time, it's that I'm booked, and if I'm not booked, honestly, I just want to be with my family. <laughs> that, yeah, that's it's it. Hard, it's, it's hard my to choice. balance it all. Yeah, yeah, it's my choice. So, um, but but what I did do is I offered her a Thursday. And there was it was taken without even a second thought because of what she was looking to do. She was personally looking to do the same thing that she can do on any night of the week. There was no reception for her. It was just her vows with her closest family and friends. There was about 25 of them. She got married on the beach, and then they had a picnic after. So honestly, it's one of those things where one of the my favorite things that I photographed last summer, and it was so unique and so special, and they got so many beautiful photo like, photos from it, and it was a Thursday night. And for them, it didn't matter if it was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It actually worked better for their guests to have it on a Thursday night so it didn't take away from the festivities that they were actually personally having later in the weekend for the celebration because they were going to be having a, a reception, basically, but at a different location, not at the beach. Love that. Okay, ready, Sarah? You talked about guest counts. Um, and again, AI, 
I told you it's a great way to get the guest countdown um, because the people that matter the most are going to show up for you. So if you have a huge guest count, choosing a midweek wedding can help you cut that list. We mostly see 10 to 20% drop off from invited to actual guest attendance. And we also talked about local couples. Um, oh, yeah, it was so it was just this past October, one of my brides, Stormy, she hosted her Thursday wedding. Uh, but that one was actually 200 people. She had 200 people attend her Thursday wedding. And I was laughing. I was like, girlfriend, she was like, I know they showed up, but she did have a bigger guest count. And that helped if you've 250 people and you can get that down to 200 by doing midweek that's going to help you um they were so happy to be there too and she had lo loads of beautiful details um in fact i specifically remember that her menu cards she personalized every single one i have pictures of it too i was dying i was like i was like girlfriend who made these for you she was like i did oh my god i love that but yeah, guest counts. The people that matter the most are going to show up for you. You mentioned save the dates, give them time to plan. So what we're finding right now for the people that are booking midweek for 2025, they are telling everybody about it. They are they want people to be there. They are running those high-low guest counts. They understand if everybody said yes, this is the cost. Um, but they, you know, if they do end up having less guests, their backup plan, and this is something else. I'm just thinking about too. One of the reasons why some people are choosing to do midweek and have lower guest counts is so that they can spend more money on upgrades to the menu, to the bar, to the gifts that they're doing for their bridal party, to more elaborate honeymoons. They, It's not that they don't have the budget in some cases, it's that they want to allocate their budget towards different resources. There's new wedding vendors that are popping up like wedding content creators that were getting asked about um for referrals and can i do a late night party downtown i want to do a welcome party fitting all of these awesome things into your total wedding budget can really be helpful when you're spending the least amount with a venue because that's in my opinion i think the the biggest bulk of your wedding budget spend is the venue so when it does come to budget in midweek weddings, there's a lot that you can do and save also when it comes to your flexibility with your budget too. And like you said, not a lot of people, I mean, there's two types of things with the, when it comes to the budget. One, you just have a budget. But two, you might want to allocate your money just a little bit differently. So there's a lot of flexibility that you can do. So tell me a little bit about on your end, because I have a lot to share on my end for this. Okay, budget. Um, budget's not a bad word, by the way. <laughs> budget is just, this is the amount of money I want to spend on this. Like Christmas, this is my Christmas budget. Car, this is my car budget. Everybody has a budget for different items in their buckets for life. And it's no different with a wedding. Lots of my wedding planner friends say the two things that are common in wedding planning with every single couple, they underestimate the amount of money it takes to plan a wedding and the time it takes to plan a wedding. So with your budget, just have a conversation with your family and friends about where's everything coming from. If 
the budget is the most important thing on your list, then lead every decision from that point and say, if I have $40,000 to spend on the entire wedding, maybe half of that goes to the venue. And then you have a really good amount of budget left over for everything else. Photographers, videographers, entertainment, accommodations, invitations, planning services. It just goes on and on and on. And God love AI and God love the budget calculators out there. But I remember using one to plan my wedding. And I was like, this is not accurate at all. Like it's what I forget what the line item was, but they said like, oh, and $300 left over for your dress. And I'm like, great. Where, where am I going to find that? Um, I actually did have a really good experience at Alexandra's Bridal Boutique in Fall River. Shout out to Fatima. Um, because I walked in and I said, this is my date. This is my budget. Show me what my options are. And they're, they're, they're phenomenal. Same thing. Any, any vendor will help you and meet you where you're at with your budget. Right. And just follow with, this is my budget and this is what I want and see what they can come up with versus, Hey, I got this quote. Can you match it? Um, So going back to budget, I have a little bit to kind of share on my end for this. I really want to squash the myth that because you're having a midweek wedding that your wedding is not going to be as glamorous or as custom or as unique for your own wants. I, it's actually the exact opposite. Kind of just got done telling you about a, a beach wedding that I photographed, also to the wedding that you and I did at Ocean Cliff. Both weddings, in my opinion, was absolutely perfect for that couple, and they were beautiful. Some of my favorite weddings that Dan and I have ever photographed happened to be on maybe a Thursday, or I've actually even done some Tuesdays. And and you know what? I've done a couple weddings on Mondays at Regatta Place, and we took, it was unique. They took the sale, and then they had the dinner at Regatta Place. And you probably don't offer that on a weekend. No. So that was my couple too. Do you remember? You took them to the Elms for first look photos. Do you remember that? And then they came back. Yeah, they did the boat. They did regatta. Yeah, that was gorgeous. I mean, look at her pictures. Actually, it was Dan who did that one. And it's funny because, so you actually just took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, and it's ironic, I I forgot that it was your couple, but this particular couple, there's absolutely no way they would have gotten that done on a weekday. And I'll tell you why. It was too many locations. No way, no way. Too many locations, too many travel for a traffic on a week a weekend in Newport. So they would have had to change their timeline quite a bit, and that would have changed up some you know um, logistics. And also, too, I don't even think what you offered to them would be even available on the weekends. So with that said, no, that no. was one of those unique experiences, and. Um, and I honestly, like, I love those photos that you did. I share that with so many people. I'm like, look at this wedding. It's incredible. And you never would have known ever that it was on a Monday, but their pictures were phenomenal and they got so much, so much of a, like a variety. Like, I don't know any of my couples who can say that they took a sale, got to go to the mansions and have dinner by the water on a dock. I mean, all in the same day. All right. So moving on. When we first started, we talked a little bit about work schedules, but let's kind of go in a little bit more detail about that in regards to the pros of scheduling. 
Absolutely. So guess what? Lots of people don't have Monday through Friday, nine to five work schedules <laughs> like us, wedding pros, hospitality pros, service providers. So midweek works for them and their friends so that they can work the weekends. Um, I've also found that besides, you know, a traditional Monday through Friday, nine to five, um, especially with like younger groups of people that are getting married, they all have side hustles. So it really makes no difference there. Every single minute is filled with something that they're doing. So it's really important for us to make a decision that's best for us and then let our friends and family come and celebrate on our time. Um, oh, like our photographer friend, Oksana, she was married at Ocean Cliff on a Thursday in October. She had a small window of dates that worked in between her commitments. And I loved how she personalized different things at her wedding, like her seating chart. She did a handwritten thank you note to every single one of her guests that attended that day. I was like, girlfriend, I thought it was like, you know, something pre, no, she, it was amazing because that was important to her. And same thing. She said the same thing that everybody says to me, oh my God, I had no idea I could afford to get married here until you have a conversation and find out that you actually can. So um, also our wedding planner friend, Sherry Klein, her son, Jared, and his wife, Tyler, they were married on a Thursday in October a few years back. And this allowed them to have all of their favorite vendors who were other, otherwise already booked for those weekends because they're planners and they all work on the weekend. So they were able to come in, have an amazing experience and then go back to work on the weekend. Um, it, it really, it really works out for so many different people in so many different areas of their life. So don't worry about work schedules. And again, we already talked about this. We get time off. Let's use it. Let's use it to celebrate. Um, and not to be okay. All right. Ready? I'm going to be like really Debbie Downer. Ugh. Um, the worst thing ever that we take time off for is to go to a funeral and we stop our lives and we take time off to grieve someone who's not even there anymore. I personally, yes, I will take time off and go to a funeral, but I would much rather take time off and go celebrate you at one of the best moments in your life and give you my time that I worked to earn. So please invite me to your midweek event. I, I just think that that sums it right up right there. I love that. That's the best. That is. You have the best way with words. I've always told you that. You are just so well-spoken. You just, you come from the heart. And this is probably why you are so good at what you do. I could sit and listen to you all the time. There's a reason why you are on my podcast all the time. But with that said, it's time for our, our final piece of advice and the wrap-up question. So normally, if you are a listener to the show, I have the same format for my wrap-up question. But I think with this one, I am just going to let you take the floor. You are a veteran here. What are some key points and your final piece of advice that you can give couples who are looking to seek planning on a midweek wedding? Okay, so final piece of advice, don't rule out a venue because you think it's outside of your budget. Reach out to your dream venue. Tell them your guest count and your budget, and then ask which options are best for you. They may guide you into a different season or a day of the week or suggest a lower price menu or bar combination. 
It's also a really good idea to start a conversation about what's really important to you as a couple and as a family before you start your venue search. Firm up the budget and the guest count and then determine how flexible you can be overall. So starting off with a wedding planner can also be a smart way to maximize your time and budget as they work with so many venues for local and destination planning. That's it. That's that's all the advice I got for you, Sarah. Well, it was a lot. And this was a huge jam-packed episode. And I just think that for our listeners out there, you are just a wealth of knowledge. And I want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You once again helped all of our listeners become one step closer to their stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody who's listening where they could find you? You can find me. um, Well, online, it's super easy. Just go check out newportexperience.com. Those are all the venues that I work with. And besides me, I have a great team. Um, You can work with Galen or Amanda or Kate on our team. And we will get you started. We will have these conversations with you and guide you with everything that you need to know. Um, And... Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Go ahead and hit me up, Suzanne Day. I mostly post about weddings and cats and gardening. Also, too, for our listeners, we will have Suzanne's information on our episode show notes, which we will also put her AI cut and paste and see if we get it trending for better SEO on there. But anyway, so we'll also have the show notes, which you can find on our blog, which is on our website page at sarazarella.com backslash podcast. So once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. And thank you, Suzanne. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Dan. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.